What is going on, everybody? I'm Drew. I'm Josh. And today we are joined with our special friend and unbiased basketball opinion, John Heemstra. Howdy. Glad to be here. <laughs> yeah. So today we are doing uh, our MVP tracker. So we're going to talk about uh, the ins and outs of it, uh, if it's actually really a debate, uh, the competition, and our like top four, top five guys. Well, to me, there's only one guy. When we're yeah. looking at the names here, the one that really stands out to me is is Joel Embiid. Sure. The okay. last three years, I think that he's been really disrespected. And in that tier of, I think, our three best players in the league, we're looking at Jokic, we're mm-hmm. looking at Giannis, and we're looking at Embiid. And I yeah. think this year, Embiid's taken the step to make him the clear NBA frontrunner. Sure. MVP at frontrunner, that is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that somewhat. Uh, I think... Nikola Jokic has a really strong opinion to go back to back to back. Um, he's averaging almost a 27-point triple-double. He's only two assists away. Uh, he plays the game the right way, in my opinion. I always love watching Jokic because he doesn't force anything. Uh, he really gets his team involved. And, you know, they're sitting at the top of the West. So, they've, yeah. they've been very dominant all year. And, I mean, he's he's brought this new definition to domination of basketball. You know, you see, we're usually seeing, like, Shaq and Giannis just dunking on people at will. Jokic is, like, slow-moving not really flashy or anything. I'm going to shoot 14 just, times in a game. Yeah, 14 and times, get 30, miss yeah. two shots, have 10, 10 assists, 10 boards, yeah. and it's easy for him. So before we get started, let's kind of just talk about what the storyline is at this moment. Uh, beginning of the season, Tatum was front runner for a good chunk of it, Boston just being uh, the powerhouse that they are. Um, then it kind of settled down to the top three, as most people know, with Jokic, Giannis, and Embiid, as we were saying. And that's pretty much what it's going to come down to. And I think it's a little bit closer than a lot of people are uh, saying. And as a lot of people have said, Jokic has run away with it to be the back-to-back-to-back MVP. But uh, coming down to it, the last two weeks of the season, uh, we'll get into it, get into some analytics, get into just our own opinions, and see what's see what's popping. Yeah. Yeah. So let's start with saying, I guess John only has one. I'm gonna say right now. I said I think Tatum deserves to be in like the conversation. Uh, I think he's improved his game a lot to uh, do that in the way of his playmaking. He's averaging more assists and rebounds than ever, and He's trying to improve his game in all aspects other than just scoring. I think he could average six more points a game. But that doesn't really matter because he's not going to win it. But I want to give him a shout-out. So uh, we'll get into it, though. So uh... I think it's funny that you mentioned Jason Tatum and, for you, Nikola Jokic. And I think it's a two-way game. And there's, there's two players here that really stand out to me in dominating all facets of the game. Mm-hmm. It's Embiid. And Giannis, because yeah. they are both able to defend at such a high level. To me, what Jokic is doing is very impressive. He's such a skilled basketball player. The way he manipulates the offensive end is crazy. But also, he's putting up Ben Simmons numbers. What are we doing here? Come on, we're looking <laughs> at Simmons Embiid. Numbers. Embiid, especially the last few weeks, the man has been looking like he's putting up a prime Ben Simmons stat line, which I respect. Ben Simmons was a great player. He's no MVP. Embiid is leading the league in scoring and have yep. wanting, having one of the most efficient scoring seasons of all time. The third most efficient 33-plus point-per-game season of all time mm-hmm. and also doing it on so few minutes. He is taking less shots. He's leading the league in scoring and taking less shots a game than the number two, the number three, the number four, the number six, and the number seven leading scorers in the league. Well, Jokic isn't even in the top 10 in scoring leaders. I think that there's a clear uh, advantage to to Embiid this year. Despite how good uh, Jokic is, uh, I think Embiid definitely has an edge here. Yeah, the thing about that is, like, I feel like Jokic, like, could he takes, like, 14 shots a game um, and hits 12? I don't know if that's, like, 
bad thing or a good thing going against him because he could go on average 28 probably if he wants to. But they're top of the West, and whatever he's doing is working. So, so my thinking quickly though is that Jokic is like he he probably gets some of the most double teams and triple teams outside of like Embiid when he's in the ball low post. Teams just have to go blitz him because one on one on an island against any other big in the league, I don't really think there's anyone that can consistently stop him. Embiid gives him a good run, but I think Jokic just can score in any way that he wants. He can hit the fadeaway. He can turn over one shoulder right, go left. He can give you up fake. He can step out to the three. He can cross you. He can do whatever. And he does it so slow. But the thing is, is his eight assist is huge, man. He gets his team involved. He's known for doing that. Jamal mm-hmm. Murray, he missed you know, almost two seasons. MPJ missed the whole season last year. He carried that team to six seed. And now both those guys are back to averaging 18, 19 points a game. And that's all because Jokic can find them in their spots, in their shooting pocket, and they can get easy shots up. Yeah, what's it? Let's say like who has the better team without their MVP candidate? Well, I even include the Bucks in there too because we gotta talk about Giannis. Yeah, Giannis is up there for sure. Oh yeah, but I mean, when you're looking at Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, those are some quality people, and that's not even starting with Brooke Lopez. Mm -hmm. And I think you know, oh man, that team is a great team. They've got some really good players. Embiid has zero All Star teammates. Will likely have zero All NBA teammates. And also have zero all-defense teammates. And he's going to be on all three of those teams. Mm-hmm. To me, that looks like someone who is an MVP. I think we're looking this year. We, he has Harden, uh, who is not the same James Harden. James Harden not. has been wa- joked around. His name's been taken through the mud. He's washed. He's not the same player. He's injured. He's out of shape. He doesn't care about the game. We've been hearing the narrative surrounding the Sixers. Not only that, but they're starting the corpse of P.J. Tucker, the worst (laughs) max contract player in the league in Tobias Harris. Yeah, one of them, yeah. A third or fourth year player at point guard, the the position that takes the longest time to develop and and washed James Harden, as I'm hearing from the league, right? That's a name. There is a narrative about that, at least going into the season. I think this season it's been different, though, because people have been saying he's researched his career, averaging like 22 and like 12, 12 yeah. assists. He's leading the league in assists, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. He's had multiple games in the last month where he has like 15, 17, 18 assists. So it's like, he missed the all-star team. Um, sure. But I think that You're was a snub. Deserving. I think that was a snub. And mm-hmm. also, I, I really think he could sneak in on the third all-NBA team. Yeah, I do think, though, that the Sixers do have the worst surrounding cast out of those three teams. I don't think. I think... I think uh, you think, I think Nuggets, Nuggets do. do? I think like from just top to bottom. You have two guys that just came off like debatable life-changing injuries and Jamal Murray and MPJ. Yeah. And then their bench is like, meh, like the KCP solid. Aaron Gordon is about the only guy that you can kind of throw in there to be like, yeah, he's been good. But the only reason he is really good is because he's playing with Jokic. He's, a final he's having a career year and yeah. he didn't have that in Orlando when he had his yeah. own team. He's as a fourth option, a career year because Jokic is finding him where he needs the ball, which is the dunker spot. And he's hitting the open threes. Mm-hmm. So it's like Jokic has like a pretty good, Supporting cast, but I think out of the three teams, it's probably the Bucks, and then I think Embiid, Jokic are kind of interchangeable. Just kind of how you value the game. I I also think Jokic does a great job of setting up his teammates. It's one of the things he does best best in the league, right? Better than anyone else that we're seeing right now. But the difference in assists between Embiid and Jokic is made up by the additional points Embiid is scoring, and he's also doing it at such an efficient clip that I think that. He is that next level this year specifically. Jokic is also the 49th ranked usage right now. And just one above 
our guy Christian Wood, and that would be the <laughs> lowest this century for an MVP award winner since Steve Nash, another MVP winner who robbed the rightful winner. Okay, but my, I think that kind of helps Jokic's argument because he doesn't need the I ball to say, be super it might, effective. It might, like, think about, like, it's Russell, like, Westbrook, it's a Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Luka Doncic, when those guys are in those MVP conversations, the usage rate's the highest of all time highest in the NBA. Of all time. So it's like, he doesn't oh, need the ball to the impact ball the game at, at all. all. He can yeah. get the ball and he's pretty much just dishing it or getting a bucket right away. Yeah. He doesn't need the ball for 24 seconds to get a bucket. He can get you a bucket, snap of the finger. I think usage rate is kind of the slippery slope of being like, it can help your argument or it can really derail your argument. It kind of depends. Yeah. So I think this is actually beneficial for Jokic, being 49. So 49th in usage, and he's still averaging 27, 13, 14 rebounds, 8 assists. So yeah. imagine if his usage rate was number one in the league. He'd be averaging 70 points right now, man. <laughs> He's not even top 10 in scoring. Like, yeah. I think there's also the That's point. Also, but there's that... also the, the part there that if you can do it, do it. And Embiid right now is doing it. He's leading the league in scoring, taking less shots than all those other guys. And, it, like, I just... And I also think the narrative against Embiid, we talked about, uh, you know, Giannis... Jokic, Embiid, the last, I think, three or four years, the league has been those guys as almost a consensus top. I think, yeah, you know, yeah, with, sure. with the LeBron and Curry injuries over the last few years, those have been our top guys. And the narrative has been pushed all these other years about Embiid not being clutch, about Embiid being injury prone, about yeah. Embiid losing head to head. And I think that those are legitimate concerns that you could have had in those years where you can look at him and say, hey, he's not a he's not having a complete season. You know, there's these areas where he's lacking. But then I think this year you look at it and Embiid is hitting shot. the narratives. Yeah. yeah. Head to head, he beat Jokic. Beat he went Jokic, Jokic. Snapped uh, Milwaukee's streak. Yeah, he beat he, uh, he in the fourth quarter against Jokic he went at him every time and scored the ball at will then they broke the snap the Bucks winning streak and also he's just hitting game winners and big shots that he's missed in other seasons I think not only that but the the narrative as well in in the history in, of the NBA is for someone to win back to back to back MVPs they have to be Very. doing something that we've never seen Jokic before. is though his, I don't think he is this season. is better than Embiid's in the way, like, he's taking less shots, so it's hard to, like, put it, uh, like, if Jokic can do that, if he's taking 24 shots a game. But his, like, true shooting percentage is, like, 68% or something like that. And everyone who also has, like, a 68% true shooting percentage is, is averaging, like, 12 points a game. Yeah. Like, your other big man, like, uh, I don't know, like a Nick Claxton or, like, an old guy like DeAndre Jordan who was who do that back in the day. So, like, I'm really torn where it's, like, first of all, Embiid's defense compared to Jokic is, like, a different tier, a different, yeah. a different tier. So that's really against Jokic, but Jokic is also doing something we've never seen. The scoring is up everywhere in the NBA, so that's just naturally going to happen with Embiid. He is a fish, he is efficient like crazy, and but I think offensively, Jokic can do everything that Embiid can do. But and he's doing more like historical stuff with his efficiency, with his winning first seed in the West, and being you know one of the best all around basketball players, at least offensively, that we've ever seen. Yeah. It's like Magic Johnson with. A jump shot and he's seven foot here i also think we need to look at the integrity of the league and the integrity of the mvp award if we're looking in in a ancient history of the league but we're looking at jordan never won back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back mvps yep. 
we're looking at LeBron, never won back-to-back-to-back MVPs. And we're looking at Kareem, never won back-to-back-to-back MVPs. These are three legends in the game. Not only that, but if we're looking in recent history, I'd say you look at Steph Curry. Steph will likely go down as one of the best players of all time, changed the game in so many ways. Mm -hmm. In 2015 and 2016, he was back-to-back MVP. Unanimous. No questions about it. The next season, 2017, he played 79 games, led his team to 67 wins, had insane numbers, and finished sixth in MVP voting. Yeah, this is Curry. And and in 2017, he finished sixth in MVP voting, and that's because of voter fatigue. And I think it's a legitimate thing. That was a thing in the past for sure. And I think you look at I think you look at the same thing with Giannis in 2019 and 2020. He won. And then in 2021, he had an equally impressive season. That was Harden? And, and finished... Hmm? Was that Harden MVP? No. no. The, the f- Harden was 2018 or 19. In 2021, oh, it was Jokic. It was Jokic. Yeah, it was Jokic, yeah, it was Jokic yeah. who won. Yeah, that was so- but, but here's the thing. Giannis had the same numbers, the same efficiency as the previous seasons. And I think we can look at Jokic. He's having an amazing season. The same level and caliber of the last two. However, I think when you look at the precedent that has been set... That And then you look at the narratives that are being created, the overarching themes that it, it points to Joel Embiid as MVP for the, the negatives of, of Jokic coming off of back-to-back MVPs yeah. and also looking at Embiid making the next step and, and elevating himself to have one of the best scoring seasons of all time. Yeah, I, I agree about the voter, voter fatigue for sure. But the thing is, is like everyone's going to see it as like, there's no way Jokic is going to win back-to-back-to-back for reasons like you just stated that, you know, voter, voter fatigue and, you know, it's just a really hard thing to get done. But people are like, if they're the one seed and he has a better season than he was before, then how are we not giving it to him? It's it's a and one seed in a weak West, though. The West this year is not the same as it has been the other years. We we named at the top of the, the show, we named four MVP candidates. Jokic in the West. Tatum, Giannis, and Embiid, all, all top the of the East. Yeah. Not only that, but you look at the supporting cast. We've already touched on Milwaukee's supporting cast. Incredible team. Well built. Just won a title. We're looking at a great altogether team. Not only that, but then you look at the Boston Celtics. They've got Jason Tatum, uh, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Al Horford, so Rob well Williams. Team. Not to mention their bench. Their bench is also yeah. great. Um, Derek White, you know, I think that team is such a strong team. So those two teams leading the East, I think, are a different level. And not only that, but we're looking at a second place Sacramento Kings in the West. They're nice. I, uh, They're they nice. are nice. But we cannot take a conference seriously that allows the Sacramento <laughs> Kings to get second place in the West. That's foul. That's foul. Like, as much as I love what they've got going on in their players, it's the Sacramento Kings. To be yeah. fair, though, the Kings are built for the regular season. I don't think they're going to do anything in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of these Western Conference teams, like, yeah, they're a little older and whatnot. But I think come playoff time, like, I think the West is going to be more competitive than the East. Like, I think I the agree. top four in the East are really Except solid. East and then the top bottom half is East kind is top of... Heavy, where West meh. has... Well, like that you look at the West, so like all the way teams through till I'd say twelve. There's most of the teams are almost five hundred. Yeah. Where the East, it's like it gets to, you know, nine, and then teams are under four, four games under five hundred. Yeah. So it's like, I think the league's more balanced this year and whatnot. But I don't know. I just think like Jokic. I think everyone, all three, all four guys we've mentioned have have had an amazing year. Yeah. I think this is probably the most competitive, the say, highest we the, talented. NBA, like probably the best NBA season since like the three one comeback, three yeah. one comeback. Uh, LeBron, that's this is probably the best NBA season. Yeah, we so got it. We got to give applause to the MVP 
Regis year, this has definitely been the most competitive. Uh, it's always been pretty unanimous who's going to win it. It is. It is. Uh, it is interesting. I do think that the West overall is a stronger conference. But when we're looking, when we're talking about seeding and success of a team in in the standings, I think that you have to look at the top teams in the East and take that into consideration as well. For the Sixers being the three seed versus the one seed in the West. Yeah. As well. um, what do you guys think? But, I do think the head-to-heads matter, especially like you're saying, the top to top heavy East there against Tatum, against um, Giannis and other guys there. What do you think has to happen for Embiid to win? I know you think that he's already won it, but what do you guys think needs to happen for Embiid to secure it? I think the last two weeks of the season do matter, especially considering yeah, Philly, ha- Philly, Philly having one of the hardest schedules in the league going down the season. I think they need to at least secure that three seed. If they go four, that's going to be tough. Um, if they if the Cavs yeah, fall to four, I Nuggets, mean, Nuggets to Sixers three. March twenty seventh. That's, that's the, exactly that's, what I was that's about the to big mention. Game. Yeah. That is the, big the game. that is the big game. I think that, Embiid, but I think Jokic isn't gonna care. So I, it's like that's not against Jokic. Like that's well, I can't be against Embiid for that. But I don't think Jokic is gonna give man, one crap. This is another narrative I really don't understand. I think that these guys are professional basketball players. They care about winning games and winning a title specifically. No, I'm saying I Jokic think, isn't going to say, oh, I'm going to go drop 30 on Embiid. He's just going to be like, I'm going to try to go win. I'm going to do my regular thing, shoot 40. And Embiid's going to say, I dropped 30 every game. I'm probably going to cook him for 40 tonight. <laughs> yeah. All right? Like, I, I, but, <laughs> but this is the thing. It's like it's become a thing where your, your team's so good. So, like, LeBron did this for a long time. Where he just coasted the regular season because he didn't care. In Miami, like, he really it, went... Put it shot no threes just as yeah he just so like in Miami like the younger LeBron he like his goal was to go win those MVPs and stuff and then when he got to Cleveland the second time around his thing was like okay it's eighty two games if I can just secure a top four seed and get the home court advantage I can just that's when I can my season starts and a lot of these guys are at that now they're just kind of like let's coast through the season let's get the one seed come playoff time this is my time to prove mm-hmm. what type of caliber player I am and that's like to me that's kind of where it matters a bit more um, you know so I think it's also, at the same time, playoffs, because now they do the award at the end of the season, after playoffs and everything, it's very possible that the playoffs do affect this MVP race. Maybe, yeah. Which annoys me. I, I, I hate it. I believe but, voting happens after the end of the regular season. Am I mistaken in that? I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know why they I think exactly the awards do are, I think the awards are announced throughout the playoffs. Announced throughout no, they the do, playoffs. They do like a whole I... show, but the MVP is announced at the show at the end of the year. Mm, they don't okay. do the MVP during the... They used to. When Curry won his unanimous, right. in the conference finals, he got... The award, Kevin Durant, when he won it, he did the whole speech during the playoff run. Yeah. But now they do it. There's a whole show at the end, and they don't release, like, the main ones until that show. Yeah. So it's, like, it's very possible that if they wait and they do the voting later, yeah, we it's don't really very know. possible we don't that really they could know. do the MVP voting, yeah. the, the playoffs impacted, which could that's going to help Embiid, in my opinion, because I think the Nuggets have a real shot at being bounced out in the first round, depending on their matchup. We'll see, like we were talking about in our other video there, like this is the the one year where we see if Jokic can actually dominate in the playoffs and bring his team a, a playoff win. And I mean, listen, I don't think that playoffs should factor into MVP I don't think so voting it's a, it's a whatsoever. Yeah. It's a it is a regular award. season award, exactly. And and for that reason, I still hold out hope that a Sixers player could win. <laughs> I'm biased, but though. Having biased. said that, yeah, I'm a fan of the game and a fan of the game only. Uh, but, game. <laughs> but having said that, I think that when you look at previous playoff success and you look at the injuries that Embiid has had to fight through and the yeah. way that has affected the narrative about who he is as a player and his ability to be the most dominant player I in the league. I would say he's a dog, bro. It he has hurt his 
his stock and I think his reputation around the league or in the media or like the casual fan, let's say, I think it's hurt his reputation. Whereas Jokic, and I think, I don't know if you guys saw the clip of um, JJ Redick saying that there was no racism factoring in here. And, yeah. uh, oh, well, it's more Kendrick Perkins saying Kendrick there Perkins. is yeah, and racism we, factoring. I do want to touch on that quickly, but I think Jokic gets away with the narrative because Jamal Murray had the craziest bubble performance that was awesome of all time. That was awesome. <laughs> but that, that was also game. because of Murray and not because of Jokic that he made it to the conference finals to me. And I think other things also factor in in the narrative for Embiid versus Jokic, for example. I think when Embiid first came into the league and he was talking crazy shit, it really hurt his stock. Like, you know, I think no one really got hurt, but the narratives, except for Andre Drummond's feelings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think his narrative well, about remembers, who he bro. is as a player was hurt. And he got he got portrayed as a nasty guy who was always didn't care about winning always just wanted to get the upper hand on someone whereas for example when someone like Jokic runs into I forget which Morris brother and he misses oh, yeah. a sizable part of the season that yeah. doesn't reflect poorly on Jokic and yeah, I he only got like a that, week he only got a week of like backlash yeah. yeah and I don't necessarily and and he always and he he also is a big complainer to the refs and gets and gets away with it and I think I look at the way that Embiid is acting versus the way the way Jokic is acting and the the media and the fans responses to those are are not like necessarily um like blatantly racist but I think there's some racist undertones to how they are covered differently um and I think it's more about what you're saying uh Embiid's like attitude when he came out and it's just easier to do more backlash to him because of you know how he had some like attitude issues coming into the league Everything like that, where Jokic kind of just coasts and doesn't really say anything, but uh, but yeah. Well, I think like another thing is, is just Embiid's because of his history with like the injuries, because of all the complaining and stuff. I think people just don't really like Embiid like that. People don't like people have no faith in Philadelphia after the unfortunate year of 2019 where Kawhi hit that really <laughs> crazy shot. Because let's be honest, if Kawhi's shot doesn't go in, they go to overtime. It's very possible that oh. Embiid has a ring right now. It's very possible that Embiid <laughs> has a ring. <laughs> very possible. So I think I think people just have this narrative on Embiid that like he you know he can't get out the second round, he can't do all these things. And Jokic, I mean, he has like one conference finals appearance, I guess. Shout out Jamal one, Murray. Two? Uh, one, one. Shout out one. Jamal Murray. So yeah, yeah it's like. But that's the thing is I don't even know if either of those guys because come playoff time it's really a guard game. The only guy that's been proven as a forward to go on and win a, f- a finals in the last so long, Giannis. He's the only as guy. a big man, yeah. He's the only guy to be able to carry his team above that that threshold because when you're a big man you are limited to what you can okay, do. Talk about Giannis. Do we so, need to ta- include him in this competition at all, or is it it's Jokic or Embiid? I am pretty sure. Um, I think there's a case for Giannis. Though, I think there's a I case, think, but I think when you talk. You know, offensive efficiency, I think Giannis is right there. I think when you talk yeah. dominance, Giannis is right there. Talk defense. And defense, Giannis, Giannis is, right is one of, if not the best defender in the league, in my opinion. And he's yeah. been for a few years now. So, I think... Imagine he just turns around and wins he's, it. But, well, here's the thing. And this <laughs> is why... This he's is been why coasting. He has been coasting a little bit more coasting than... 31 and 12 is coasting for him, which is Which pretty, is insane. Crazy. But and Embiid's playing his heart out night in, night out. Yeah. And he's but because Embiid back. has to, yeah, to win the game. The Sixers, I... I do watch a lot of the Sixers just because I'm a fan of the game of basketball. <laughs> but I watch a lot of the Sixers. And time after time, they are down big at the half. Not only this, 
He has Doc Rivers yeah, as his coach. That is coach. that is uh, uh, holding him back. Yeah, the, 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 the holding coach. the team back. It's it's horrible for the development of the young players. The team is worse off with Doc Rivers as a coach. As an aside, however, because of that, they're always down big, and Bede always has to play his heart out for them to even have a chance to be in the game. And time after time this year, he's hit the big shots down the stretch to pull them back into the game, and then hit. The, the game winners and the and the clutch shots along with Harden um, to ensure that they win close games and yeah. and I'd say like that is also MVP behavior not only that but I think Giannis um, has good teammates like we're he looking does. at Drew Holiday Brook Lopez and uh, Chris Middleton I'd say those three are a better supporting cast on their own than the the whole Sixers team. no I fully agree I think the I think the Bucks for me. Start of the year, even right now, I think the Bucks for me are favored to win the, the the league. I think a lot of people have like all these other random teams in there. I think it's probably gonna be the Bucks. I think they match up with everyone super well. Yeah. I think their supporting cast gives everyone problems. Like if they play Phoenix in the finals, I'm sorry, Drew Holiday is gonna give Devin Booker problems, and Giannis is gonna give Kevin Durant problems because they're the same size. So Giannis is gonna be able to hold his own against KD, and Drew Holiday is gonna be a pest on Devin Booker. And you know Devin Booker does not like being pressed up on in his ISO. So Drew Holiday is gonna sit there. He's gonna hit him he's gonna do everything he can to get that win and i think the bucks are kind of favored to win in my opinion but i think Giannis coasting he's chilling they have a lot of games where they're blowouts and he has 30 by the end of the third like yeah. if Giannis wanted to or not even he wanted to if Budenholzer wanted to be a dummy like um Tibbs, yeah, yeah. Tibbs is and plays his guys 55 minutes every night um Giannis would i think be something. yeah Giannis would be averaging 47 easy 20 yeah. boards the, like interesting about that though is when Giannis's usage was got higher he was playing not like his uh, efficiency went quite down and his like numbers actually went down a little bit. Yeah, because they just put him in ISOs and he's taking bad shots. Yeah. But when he's when he doesn't want to and he wants to play the game he knows how to play and dominate at, he's I think he's number one in the world. Yeah, all right, so let's uh, let's start wrapping this up soon. Um but so I, I just want to reiterate well, like what I, I would not mind seeing Embiid win it. I think Jokic is the frontrunner right now, but it would be really interesting to see uh, someone else win, especially someone as dominant and doing these historical things like Embiid is doing, leading the league and scoring as a big man and uh, willing his team to a top three seed in the East. I think he's got to stay that three seed. And then I think it's going to be if Denver kind of coasts Jokic a little bit as they have that one seed set and he might not play as much, he might miss some games. If Jokic can, I mean, if Embiid can dominate the rest of the season in the last two weeks and win the matchups, they play the Bucks on April 2nd, they play the Celtics April 4th, and they play the Nuggets on the 27th of March. If he goes out and dominates all those games, there's nothing else that he can do. He's yeah. been healthy this year. He hasn't missed a crazy amount of time, and he's the leading scorer in the league, and the top three seeing these. There's nothing else he can do at this point, and this is the year for him. Yeah. This is the year for him. I'd say they have a big schedule coming up to close the season. A lot of statement games where Embiid can put his mark, put his yeah. stamp on the game. If they lose the four, be seed, the though, best it'd be player tough in the league. Be the best player in the league. And close out and win this MVP. I think that he is the clear front runner. I think he's having one of the most crazy scoring seasons that we have ever seen. I know the league has Especially as a increased man, in scoring. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, he's doing it in all sorts of ways. He's worked on his game. Every criticism that he's had on his game, he's worked on it to the point where he is now one of the most complete players in the league. Yeah. And I think that we will see him put up some large performances and close out the season strong yep. and win the MVP. Yeah, sure. Is that a is that a good cap off for you, Josh? You, you 
Yeah, I think it's, like I said, when we started this video, I think it's really tight between the those three guys we mentioned. And I don't really care who wins, because, like, at the end of the day, it's been MVP's whatever. Like, it's been entertaining. You can win the MVP, it's go get a ring. It's regular season. And, but, hey, listen, for some fans of the NBA, they have no shot at postseason success, and they have to take regular season awards. Yeah. No, but I think this is also a year where... The East is up for grabs. Like I, don't, like I think Philadelphia could beat Milwaukee in seven games. I think they could beat Boston. I think, yeah, we'll, we'll I think see. Philly has a good chance at getting to the finals. It's just a matter of hopefully Harden staying can stay healthy and it. playing consistent. That's all it is. Yeah, absolutely. All and right. firing Doc Rivers. Sorry. If they lose in the second round again, I think he's got to leave. Yeah. But yeah. That'd be like the fourth coaching change, no? <clears throat> no, because it was Brett Brown second. and then he went to Doc. Yeah. 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 Anyways, let us know what you guys think about uh, all, all what we said today, and let us know what you guys think about the MVP race. Maybe you guys have Tatum number one. We want to know that. Um, <laughs> no one has Tatum one, bro. But, um, uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, MVP racing is going to come down really good down tonight this season. Uh, going to be a good year. Yes, sir. Yeah. Peace out. See ya. What's going on, everybody? It's Drew from Free Throw Night Extended. I just want to give you guys a big shout out and thank you for watching our video. Make sure to click to my links on the left and right for more content. We got a lot more coming your way. We're on the road to 50 subs. We want to get that by the end of this NBA season. So make sure to like, comment, subscribe, share to help us get there. Uh, thanks a lot for tuning in, guys. Peace.